0: We're here today, We've come together to uh, witness the baptism of three people, Sarah Waters, Emily Wright and Paul Cornforth and in a few moments I'm going to ask them all to tell us something about why they want to be baptised today. Um, I'm going to invite them forward and they're all prepared for that hopefully, if not it's going to come as a surprise to them right now but they're going to tell us share something of, of why they want to be baptised. Each one of them has come on their own journey of faith, and each one of them stands, or will stand here this morning, ready to take the next step on that journey. In a few moments, we'll baptize each of them, in a ceremony that dates back over 2,000 years. So why do we do this? Well, if you've got a Bible, we'll turn to Matthew and chapter 3, and we'll do a short reading in that chapter. Matthew and chapter 3. We'll read verse 1 and 2 and then verse 13 to 17. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 13, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. But are you coming to me? And Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he'd been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So John the Baptist was there by the River Jordan calling people to repent. What does repent mean? It's a, a good old-fashioned religious word, but I don't think many of us actually understand what it means. Repent means this. It means I'm going in this direction, and I decide this is the wrong direction for my life, so I turn around and go in the right direction or in a different direction. That's what it actually means. The word literally means a change of mind followed by a change of action. So what Paul was, what John the Baptist was doing was saying, People, you've been living a certain way, but it's time to live in a better way. And that's what he was calling them to. And in order for them to testify, to show, to demonstrate to the outside world what that meant, he took them through this ceremony of baptism. As an outward sign so that everybody could see the choice they were making in their lives. He took them into the water and he dipped them under. And this dipping process was to symbolize a death and a resurrection. Death to their old way of living, and life to a new way of living. So baptism symbolizes outwardly a change that's gone on inside, a choice that's been made by the individual, not to go the way they've been going, but to go in a new direction. In the passage, John tried to prevent Jesus from being baptized, as there was no need for him to, 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 to be baptized. He was, after all, the Son of God. However, Jesus insisted so that everyone would be able to see that he was submitted to the purposes of God for his life. You see, this was the point at which Jesus ceased to be a carpenter and became a rabbi. This was the point at which his, his life went in a new direction. And he took up his ministry, his mission in life, to teach the nation. For Jesus, baptism symbolized this change. But in his obedience, that's why God the father affirmed him by saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. For us, Jesus is the perfect example. If he was willing to go through this ceremony to symbolize a change in his life, when we come to faith, we should do no other. For each one of our baptism candidates, this ceremony is a statement to everyone here and everyone who who they know that their life has changed direction and that they're willing to walk the next step on the journey hand in hand with Jesus. I mentioned earlier that this ceremony symbolizes death and resurrection. And so it does in a deeper way than we've already considered. When Jesus died on the cross, he was buried in a tomb and three days later, he rose again from the dead. And this is one of the fundamental tenets, one of the fundamental beliefs of our faith. The Apostle Paul in Romans 6 uses the symbolism of death and resurrection of Jesus as an example of what happens to us when we are baptized. Essentially, it's like coming to a fast-flowing river, and you know that your journey is going to take you across that river. And once you've crossed that river, there's no going back. And as we're baptized, it's like going through the river, coming out the other side. That's the point of no return. You're not going to step back across that river. And if we were to come to such a river that didn't have a bridge, and you needed to get, get across the other side, I'm sure you'd be quite reluctant to come back. In the same way, when each one of these three took that decision to follow Jesus through baptism, they were stating publicly that they don't want to go back to their old life, Effectively, they're dead to it, and they're now alive to a new life with Jesus. So what's the importance of the cross and resurrection of Jesus? Why did Jesus die on a cross? Well, it was to make a way back to God for each one of us. You see, humanity is in rebellion against God, and has been from the beginning. We've chosen to go our own way. We've chosen to do our own thing. Even though he's the benign ruler of the universe, we have instead chosen to make other things our gods. In the Western world, our gods consist of money, sex, and power. And whilst these things may bring us pleasure in pursuing them, none of them brings lasting satisfaction. Because we were made to live in harmony with our creator. We were made with a spiritual connection to him. There is a spiritual dimension to our lives that can only be fulfilled through connection with our maker. It cannot be satisfied in anything else. And our rebellion brought corruption and death into the world. And so instead of harmony, we have suffering. Instead of peace, we have war. Instead of joy, we have sorrow. But when Jesus died on the cross as a sinless man, he died in our place. He took upon himself the consequences of our rebellion, which have their ultimate outcome in death. And that means we no longer have to be spiritually dead. But we can be alive to God. We can reconnect with our maker. We can come back into relationship with him. And all that God originally intended for us can be part of our lives now. Through that connection. Because Jesus took the consequences of our rebellion. That means we are now reconnected with God. Just by accepting what Jesus did on our behalf. And by choosing to live our lives with him and for him. And in the way he designed them to be lived. And all of this is symbolized through baptism. It's that dying to the old life and coming back up to new life, which is in Christ Jesus. So, is there anything special about the water? No. It just came out of a tap this morning. A lot of it went all over the floor as we were doing so. It's cold. It's going to be very cold. Not as cold as the sea. <laughs> It's not being blessed, it's not holy water, it's just normal water. There's nothing special about it. Do you have to be baptised in church? Well, people in the New Testament were baptised anywhere where there was water. The important thing is what it symbolises. I was baptised in the sea, not in a fancy building like this. It's where there's water, it's going down and up through the, the, the whole symbolism that, that is the important thing. So, why don't we, in our tradition, baptize babies? Well, baptism of babies didn't become commonplace until the 5th century AD. It came about as a result of a misunderstanding of the purpose of baptism. And it's continued in some of the traditional denominations under the same guise ever since. But it's not something that more recent Christian denominations accept as valid any longer. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you were christened as a baby, that's not baptism. That's where we stand. Baptism is something that follows faith, and a baby can't express faith. Therefore, if you've been christened as a baby, you need to be baptized. Baptism is not a precursor to faith, but is the confirmation of faith expressed by the individual. It symbolizes what has already taken place in a person's heart. And since no baby can express such faith, we do not accept infant baptism as valid. So who should be baptized? All believers. In other words, everyone who has come to faith in Jesus Christ, who has put their trust in him, who has gone through that transformation in their heart, that that place of committing and putting their faith in him. Then the next step along the way on the journey with Jesus, is to be baptised.